Kick, go ahead. Welcome to the Inebriated Debris, coming to you live from the Peach State Bunker Studio. I'm here with my homie, Mr. Payne. Greetings, President accounted for. Hey, and, and as, uh, as predicted from last week, we've got our first two ladies on air with us today. Yeah, you got Miss Sandra <laughs> and Miss Michelle. What's up, everybody? Yeah. Both of them U.S. Air Force, correct? Yes. Yeah, that's the only way to be. Oh, the class easy, to join easy, up easy, a little bit. Yes. Yeah, well, look, I can't. Di- branch. I can't disagree with that, but you know, <laughs> someone's got to do the dirty work. Uh, so, what's going on, ladies? How y'all doing today? We are so awesome and glad to be here with you guys. Yeah, it's such an honor to be here today. Yes. Thank we're, you so much for thinking of us. Because a lot of times people don't think about female veterans. No, you know, well, and and, and yeah. that's a it's a it's a very big part of of the military. I mean, seeing obviously, yeah. I don't know what the number is, but it's a it's a bigger percentage than most people like to think of. So having y'all the ones keep everybody else straightened out. Well, we do. Oh, yeah. do it. and we give you something good to look at too. Well, that ain't that's hey, true. There ain't no that lie part. there. <laughs> There ain't no lie there. So, uh, just quick story. I remember I had um, I had female training instructors Uh-oh. out there at uh, San Antonio, mm-hmm. and man, they had those BDUs tapered up tight. Sharp. I'm talking about snug, sharp. We got to show our shape, even though we even though we wearing BDUs, we got to let you know it's still a woman up in here. Oh yeah, That's oh right. yeah. And it was like, I mean, you're out there, you know, 18, 19 years old. You barely see a woman for. Six, For seven weeks at a time. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Look, BDUs are like scrubs. If you got shape in, in either one of those, oh, yeah. then you got shape. You got shape. Because <laughs> those things are not the most flattering uh, uniforms to put on. But Ain't nothing wrong with showing off a little hey, bit. If you got it, you got it. There you go. <laughs> so this is the, uh, the debrief. So I'm going to go ahead and get this started real quick. <sighs> there we go. It's Miller time. Yes, it okay. is. Yes, usual. it is. Sipping on a little uh, Elijah Craig again. All got right. a little screwball over here and Cheers. then uh, got a little vodka. Del- as well. is delicious. It's a little pink Whitney. We're getting all the way around. No, it's a flipping bird. Flipping the bird, pink, pink flamingo. I have never seen it before, but it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, all right, let's jump in. want to jump into a couple things here. So, I actually had my, my wife sent me a couple topics this week, which I uh, wanted to kind of get into, cover up. So, apparently, right now, they're talking about there's a recruiting crisis. And, and recruiting is down significantly. And I didn't think twice about it until, you know, I've got Hulu, so I don't have your traditional cable. But all of a sudden, like, I'm watching Hulu, and every other commercial now is a military commercial. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's Army, Navy, Air Force, Marine Corps. And I'm like, it's That's almost true. every other one. And it that's not how it's been for a very long time. And they're talking about that how how significantly, it, you know, as far as, like, security, like, we are down right now in numbers. So. Well, if you talk about if you talk to people who are still enlisted, I mean, they don't want to let them go either. They're offering That's some true. big bonuses to stick around. Well, I'm going to just t- put it out there. I thought about putting my uniform back on for a bonus. Look, <laughs> if they, if they, hey, they turn tossing. I, I'm going to tell you, it's got to be six. That's my bottom number. Mm-hmm. Better be six figures. Mm. But ain't, oh, if, hey, if there, if there ain't six zeros on that thing, or at least. I think if, you've done if, said too much on this podcast. <laughs> they ain't going to have you hey, back. I'm just, well, you might be right. Quick Google yeah, search. They, they'll, they'll be like, like no. Nah. They'll put my ass in and then put me straight in the brig. Like, <laughs> no, like, no, we ain't having it. We yeah. ain't having it. Yeah. They got, some, they got a job for you. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be cleaning some shit somewhere. <laughs> yeah. That's for sure. Definitely. But, but no, I, it's it's down, apparently. So I'm not, I'm not really all that surprised, though. Me either. Because, no. you know, there's this, the, there's so much call it discord or whatever you want mm-hmm. to in the country that that kind of diminishes our national identity. And then on top of that, you know, we just came out of this pandemic thing. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think a lot of the young people were really now 
we all stood in the same line and got poked with the same syringes and, you know, right. who all knows that. what was in all that stuff. Lord exactly. knows. Yeah. And but, we didn't question it. No. We, just, no. we just went willingly. You yeah. Know? But I think we tr I think we trusted more yes. exactly. in, in the era that we came through the military. I agree. Because yep. of the reputation that we had seen with those that had gone in before us. Mm -hmm. And so um, I know, like, for myself, when I went in, my father is um, Army veteran. And he prepared me really well. So I wasn't surprised at any of the things that I saw. And so I was really expecting it. But the way that the world has changed now, you can't operate the military the same way it did when we were in the military. I, I was in in um, 87. Okay. I went into basic training in, in 1987. And like she said, we just went willingly. We got, we stood in a line. Mm -hmm. they, yep. they shot you. Mm -hmm. they, they, they took the same... Um, clippers that cut your hair and mm -hmm. they cut the person's hair behind you yep. and they even took scissors and cut my bangs i'm like why you gotta cut my hair mm -hmm. like, but you didn't was, but you didn't really anything. ask questions either you just you we just did it it, it yeah. was expected so but kids nowadays or, or this mm -hmm. generation they ask questions yep. they yep. want to know why they're doing x y and z and that doesn't fit into uh the, mil the, military, the culture of the that, military yeah, that no. we know well and the social media exposure too allowing yeah. me i mean yeah. The amount of information and just stuff you get to see through social media mm -hmm. is incredible. Yeah. I mean, it's and it's it's multiple factors. So even outside of that, just the internet. And I mean, I had a buddy just yeah. um, a couple of weeks ago, you know, and I mean, it was pretty damn graphic. But he sent me something, I guess, from the dark web of like it's showing Ukrainian fighters in a in one of their like trenches and Russian fighters jumping. And this dude just dropped seven dudes in a matter of a minute. Oh wow! Because and, and and that's what's going on. At, but I mean. That's the kind of crap you can find on the internet. So it enlightens people yep. nowadays because you have a you have a better understanding of what what war is like. That's right. true, and you get an yep. idea of what the military could and could not be. So you know, yeah, that's the fact that that's the piece that we didn't have. Yeah, exactly. Because even if they could explain it to you, and most times they didn't explain anything because of things like PTSD and a lot of a, a lot of people that see things like that in the military. They don't come back mentally um, 100%. No, they, right. they, they don't. You, you carry those experiences with you throughout your the life. And, your you, life right? and a lot of times you can't really explain to someone mm -hmm. who's never been in that type of an environment exactly what it was that you saw. Exactly. Because they have no frame of reference for that. Right. And so, yeah. But now they see it. They it, see it firsthand. Yeah. TikTok, video, right. uh, Facebook, mm -hmm. everywhere. It's everywhere. Yeah. So. You, you're like, mm, the, the, well, they're I like, I don't want to go do that. The desensitization, yes. and I, I messed that word up, but <laughs> yeah, it's there. I put too many sensations. Yeah. But we you know, know what word I'm going with, guys. Yeah. Hey, sorry. Pour no, another one back. I am from the South. Where's my beer at? There, yes. there you go. Um, but, but desensitizing these people, is, yes. is, and that's what it's done. And that's what, you know, they complained about this with video games for years, which I disagree on that. But mm -hmm. I do think the stuff that you, you can find on the internet. Yeah. I, it changes. I mean, because it's crazy the stuff that you can find. Yeah. So it's going to change. It's going to change your opinion on it, and whether you're you're pro going to war and being right. able to do that or not, like it's going to definitely sway you more one way or the other. So right. So what uh, it's do you crazy. think? Um, I think also um, when when I when I entered the military, I didn't enter with the mindset of going to war. 
I went into the military for opportunities. Right. Mm-hmm. That that they sold us, you know, the opportunities of education. Mm-hmm. You know, of having a steady job. I right. Was, you know, I a was steady gonna, paycheck. I was gonna have a steady paycheck. Mm-hmm. I was gonna have a place to live. You got some benefits. I got benefits from yep. it, and mm-hmm. then every year I got thirty days of vacation. Yes. Those were the upsides. Those but, were the upsides. But they didn't tell you what came along with that. What could mm. potentially. Now, so 87 going in, you were obviously post-Cold War and mm-hmm. some of the, uh, was it Lebanon and Beirut crisis? Yes. And pre-Gulf War. Right. So you went I, in in a time of peace. Yeah, but I was in when uh, in Desert Storm. And I'm sorry, so, Desert Storm, yes. Yeah, I was actually on my way to Desert Storm. I was at Mountain Home Air Force Base, Idaho. And we had just become a composite wing, um, 366 fighter wing. And um, so we were the first to go in and set up for Desert Storm. And I worked in Intel. And so my, my whole group was going. Went to have a physical and found out I was you pregnant was with pregnant. my daughter. Oh, oh wow. And Girl. I couldn't go. And so they they went in. They de- We deployed them. I stayed there. I had my daughter. They came back went back again and so I was very I'm very familiar with it even though I never deployed to Iran I was very hands on in the office that I was, that I was serving in awesome. so there was a lot of things that that I saw and the thing that um, like what we were talking about how when people were coming back from war was remember that they had desert storm disease or that Gulf War disease yep. mm-hmm. they didn't have a name for it right. and I actually witnessed um, one of our troops that came back that had actually contracted that mm-hmm. and um, her name was Lisa and just to see how this thing was ravaging her body and nobody knew how to treat her mm-hmm. they, they, they thought she they, they thought she was a hypochondriac um, she, her symptoms were all over the place, you know, from, it went from migraine headaches. I mean, it was like, there was a myriad of things that was happening to her that she couldn't even explain herself. Mm-hmm. And so from that, um, she ended up medically being discharged because of, you know, because of that. And you think about, um, that these are the sacrifices that we make when we, when we commit our lives to the military to serve yep. this country because freedom is really not free. It is not free. It's not free. No, ma'am. Now, and, and so, and I, just to clarify, but when, when you went to boot camp, were you guys, we weren't, we were inactive in war, correct? We were we in were peacetime? In, you were in peacetime. Okay. Yeah. And that's, and that's a huge, because like you said, you go in like, hey, there's mm-hmm. a lot of upside and it yeah. can turn quickly because you never know. It's the same thing the people signed up. There are right. a lot of people that signed up for boot camp, I'm sure, on, uh, you know, 9, 10, mm-hmm. t- 2001. 9-11. Oh, man. And then, mm-hmm. and then the next day, like, their life changed. Well, that was what? That's that was like our 9/11. sophomore year in high school. And I remember mm-hmm. I remember that piqued a lot of people's interest. It was Because crazy. the reaction was, I mean, that might be the last time this country was really, you know, Never fully attacked. unified and really, yeah. you know, people yeah. were like, okay, I'm yeah. going to sign up. Mm-hmm. There were a few guys in front of us who went immediately, yep. mm-hmm. you know, um, and then – few years later here we go yep um but i think so much about where we're at now there's so many threats out there there's china mm-hmm. there's what's going on in russia and ukraine yes there's um iran yeah, there's there's just so many hot spots around the world mm-hmm. and i think people are you know a little bit more reluctant to sign that and put your name on that line and but. i can understand that yep. i mean because really um this generation too is all about making a way for themselves. Right. There are they have that 
entrepreneurial spirit that we did not have. Mm -hmm. And I think it was because we didn't realize we could actually be business owners without a degree, mm -hmm. right. without a certain amount of knowledge or business knowledge. You could nowadays you can just go online and create a business the next day. Uh, take some courses at a technical college or something, yes. and you got a full-fledged business going on. Exactly. I think it's a, also um, the mindset shift because one of the things that you said before is, like, we went willingly. Mm -hmm. But I think also think about the times of which we, when we were being raised and that there was a respect for authority. Mm. I just oh, don't see yes. that there's a respect for authority anymore. And when you're talking about bringing young people into a military environment and they don't have a respect for authority, that is like the number one thing is that you have to respect the authority that's right. over you yep. because what you don't know is if you don't respect that authority, you could lose your life, and that's real. That is correct. Or so. somebody yeah. else loses their and life. Follow, yes. follow, exactly. yep. Following orders, man. And it, you got to follow orders. It's so funny in the corporate world, and, you know, I was I was I told you a little bit about kind of my, my path through and how I was only briefly in the Air Force, but, mm -hmm. you know, so many meetings I'm in these days when mm -hmm. I, you know, mm -hmm. I'm working in an office and we got to have this hour-long meeting to explain the why behind some minor decision. Right. And I'm like, look, just give me orders. I will follow those orders. I will get the job done. Right. I, this is a waste of time. Mm -hmm. right. And so that is being able to follow orders and also being able to lead at the same time. Those are two yes. very valuable skills. That it it you, is. And, they, and, you, and you have to be able to to be fluid, to be able to move between those two, very, mm -hmm. you know, on, on, at the drop of a dime. Right. Because you don't know what's coming down the pipe. I agree. You know, you don't know when it's an exercise or if this is real time. Mm -hmm. And you always got to be ready. And so when I was in the military, I did lose a couple of my friends. I lost a couple of friends. One was due to a car accident, but the other one didn't come home from Iran. Yeah. So it's like, Either way you go, it's like we understand that we are now family because mm -hmm. no matter where you go, you meet a military person, you you know we're family because we understand the bond of life right. that it takes to be able to stand up and be strong in the in in the face of an adversary that nobody else really sees but right. us, you know. And so it just makes it really real. And I don't think that young people today have the mental fortitude mm -hmm. to really be in those types of environments. And perhaps that is why enlistments are low, you know? I, well, agreed. I, I, I mean, when, when you, like I said, talking about that aspect of it and talking about um, the potential for mm -hmm. starting your own business or even, so in our office, the amount of kids that I see that said, I'm like, what are you going to do when you get out of it? I, I'm going to be an influencer. Mm -hmm. I'm mean, like, right. Oh yeah. You think yes. so? Oh, how many, how many people are influencers? Cause like maybe, Mm -hmm. You can. Like, if you've got something that's new, maybe. But social media has opened up the potential to be like, I don't have to do or know anything. Right. I can just sell me. Right. And I don't need this. And I don't need that. And mm -hmm. I, I can just, I can do that. Yeah. And it's like, well, that's, I mean, that's that's cool and all. But. It's not realistic. It's not, it's not going to work out. Because the majority of the people that are already doing really well in that yeah. are so established into it. For you to even get to the point of being near that. Yep. It's it's almost a miracle unless you create something completely new and different that mm -hmm. require like just kind of blows the top of everybody else. That's not the the, the option, but mm -hmm. they don't see it that way. They don't, they, and I I don't know if there's anything that can be done to kind of set that yeah. or to kind of like change that for them. But and it's funny that you use that analogy of the influencers because 
Do you know that the suicide rate for a lot of people that are influencers is rising Crazy. because they're really? trying to reach this this unrealistic goal that this of, of, per, of yeah. perfection yep. that is not there. It's no such thing. R right. So right. It's, that's not there. So I guess the question would be, how do you how do you, how do how do we grab them and mitigate some of these things in their lives to get them on us on a path to say, you know, I want something bigger and better, and perhaps I think the military for me was one of the best decisions that I ever oh, made for listen. my life. Uh, it was definitely for me. It was and, for and me. I didn't really have a choice. Um, my mm -hmm. mom was like, uh, "You about to get up out of here," <laughs> and so the Air Force said, "Hi, I'll take you," and so I was like. Thank you so much, because my mom was really getting rid of me. Um, but it mm -hmm. was the best thing that ever happened to me, because yeah. I was sneaky, a sneaky little girl. <laughs> um, we, we don't know. We don't know nobody like I'm that. Hey, I'm, I'm kind of sneaky little girl myself. Right? <laughs> I did yeah. some things I wasn't supposed to, and I didn't realize um, anything about authority. Even mm -hmm. though I wasn't uh, disrespectful to authority, I didn't think anybody could tell me what to do. Mm -hmm. um, Bobby Brown, my prerogative, that was my motto. Fair enough. I right. mean, yeah. So I needed that discipline in my life, and it came at the right time because mm -hmm. otherwise my life would have went left. Well, it's funny how that works out, isn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah right when you need it. Right it, when it, you and need it. Yeah. <clears throat> excuse me. That was the same thing for me. I mean, I, I got out of high school, went to college for a couple years uh wasn't doing anything with my life smoking mm -hmm. weed and hanging out with some of you were doing some things i was doing some things i was doing some things but i wasn't doing nothing no, that's um right. and that's and, and uh, essentially i mean i didn't like i wasn't going anywhere and i was kind of mm -hmm. you see the wheels just kind of burning 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 and i had you know uh jerry had gone off uh to do to do the military i had two two of my other buddies one of my other mm -hmm. best friends and then his brother both gone off they joined the army and like I've just, it, I, I done, I lost the Hope Scholarship because I just screwed around so much. So I was still in school, but now I'm paying for it. I got to it. pay for it, right? Mm -hmm. And I was like, what? Like, and so eventually, what I was like, all right, well, I, I can't pay for it because I, I, I work a damn minimum wage job mm -hmm. doing. I was like, so what am I gonna do? And I was like, I'm, I'm gonna go to the military, like, or I'm, I'm gonna go talk to these guys. Let me mm -hmm. so. And funny enough, I ended up in the Marine Corps, but I had no intention of going to the Marine Corps. So I went and talked to the Army, mm -hmm. went and, and talked to the Air Force, went and talked to the Navy, and another buddy of mine was like, hey. Have you gone and talked to the Marines? I was like, nah, bro. I was like, I'm not going to go fight any dragons. I'm good. You know, them old commercials, you know. I was like, right. I'm not climbing rocks and, like, slaying dragons. Like, I'm good. Like, I'm going to go try to get something, mm -hmm. uh, you know, come back. He's like, dude, come talk to him. It's cool. So I ended up talking to these dudes. And, I mean, just as as you would expect, just reeled my ass in with wow. just some gung-ho shit. And I'm like, mm -hmm. all right, man, this is kind of, like, you guys are kind of dope. Go. And yeah. like, what do you want to do? Like, like, look, you want you want you want to be in the military you want to be a marine well i was like well shit when yeah. you put it that oh, way wow. i, I want to wow. be hey. Hey, when you put it that way i want to be a marine i That's was like the way the marine oh dude dude rope doped my ass <laughs> in dude and um long story short there i was but it got me like i said all that it got me out of some of the bs right got me out of the crap that i was doing i was like i said spinning wheels going mm -hmm. nowhere and it let me leave. And I didn't even go far. I mean, I was stationed in North Carolina. My, now, oh. my ass was in North Carolina, but I was deployed three times in that in that amount, amount of time, you know. So right. even when I got done, like, I came back home. But, like, having that difference, it's like it was just mm -hmm. enlightening to be like, all right, I need something more. I knew I did not want to do military long term. Mm -hmm. Did not want to be in the Marine Corps long term. But it it, it put gave me in that right different path. perspective. It, it did. That better perspective, the right path, and, and exactly. a different direction. And so coming home and allowed you to say, all right. 
figure something else out. Right. Just don't go where you were going. Well, I think so. I think it's important that you know I, if I I don't know if I was a recruiter I don't know first of all I'd probably be too old to try to reach the ones that need to be mm-hmm. reached, but. Talking, I mean, the vast majority of people do come home. The vast majority of yep. people are successful. Right. The vast majority yep. of people either stay in mm-hmm. or they come back and they had some great benefits and they learn some things they and they end up successful with in life. Yeah. There's just the more noise it seems is made about the um, sort of the horror stories. And that's the mm-hmm. nature of anything in news. Right. Um, now, I did just kind of Google this because I thought it would be interesting to see. NBC News, this article is from this week. More than half of the young Americans who answered a survey about joining the military, about 57% think they would have emotional or or psychological, psycho, here I go like you, psychological <laughs> problems after serving in the military. Right. Half think that they would have physical problems, which is not really the truth. Like, that's just no. not the case. Mo- and I think that there's this, um, it's like a stoicism mm-hmm. almost about, you know, people who are in the military, they really don't have a problem talking to other veterans. But sometimes they don't want to necessarily, it might sound a little braggadocious, uh-huh. right, if you're talking to civilians. But I think a lot of young people do need to hear that message, that it is a really good thing. And I, yeah. It was for me, like I said, it was the best. Yeah. And and I, I, I had to fight to go because um, I wanted to enlist right after high school. My dad said, hey, no damn daughter of mine going to know. Military. Military. I was oh. like, oh, you And feel you like said that? he was Army, right? My dad was Army. My brother before me was in the Navy. And I'm like, are you serious? Mm. And so he wouldn't let me go. Mm-hmm. So I left home and I moved to Atlanta. Like, I came down here. And like you said, where are you originally from? Charlotte. Okay. North Carolina. I moved I moved to Atlanta, got into some things, started spinning my wheels. And, and I realized it was like a couple, three, four years in. And I'm like, I'm. I'm still not where I want to be. Mm-hmm. So my cousin and I was having a conversation, and she was like, um, so what's stopping you from going in the military? Your dad can't stop you now. And I, she said, you're grown. And I'm like, oh, yeah. You are grown. I am. I can, he can't <laughs> tell me anymore. So I waited until um, I was 22. Mm-hmm. I spent my 23rd birthday in basic training. No. And yeah, I spent my 23rd birthday in basic training. Did and anybody still, know? They figured it out. They figured it out. Oh man! But that was a fun I day. I bet I wasn't. I wasn't telling. And um, but again, it was like the best decision that I made. And I look at my life on this side, mm-hmm. just being where I am right now today, and I can attribute it back to the decisions that I made. And not only about the benefits, it's just the things that I learned through the military, right. like the the discipline, um, just the relationships. You know, mm-hmm. having relationships, strong relationships with people, how you relate to people. Not to be, different people. It's to different people. And being able to acclimate into environments and atmospheres that you normally would not go into. Yeah. I mean, look at look at us tonight mm-hmm. where we are. I mean, think about how many people would take the time out to come and have a conversation like this and be right. like, you're going to go willingly? Like, yeah, you don't even know this guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know what I know about him? He's a he's a Marine. That's there all I know. Like, That's so your I'm, brother so in arms. Yep. There you so, go. So I'm going, you know, and it's, it's that type of thing mm-hmm. that – that um, those pillars that you, that we stand on that we got from the military. And one thing I would say, you know, we know the Air Force is the best brand. Yeah. Oh God, but I give down. you guys there props because the Marines <laughs> are so Man. sharp. You know, all the other branches, they talk a lot of trash about the Air Force until they get to stay on an Air Force base. Oh, they're like, part, hey, it is kind of nice around here. Oh, y'all got three beers over here? <laughs> no, that's, that's Food like is that, different. There you go. It's that comical runaround where you see it's like, look, 
if you've been in the military, everybody's got you got free right to bash on everybody that's been in the military because <laughs> right, you're in the military. Right. But if you ain't in the military, you ain't got you, a right you, to bash oh, yeah. on nobody. Nope, yeah. no, you like, you don't, talk, you don't yeah. open your mouth because then like everybody's on you. I, I exactly. can talk about him, but yeah. you can't talk exactly. about him. Exactly. That's how. That's, that's my that's, brother right that's, there. That's the, the benefit you earn in, in being in that family. So you can bust each other's balls all day long. But nobody else. But don't can. be from the outside in coming in. So. You can, we concur. But we that concur. you know yes. what that that kind of brings it back to say you know mm-hmm. into that topic about the uh, you know everybody like I guess the the recruitment being down and being at that level and, uh-huh. and some of it and, and this is a little more political into this so I'm curious they've opened up a little bit of like I hate to use the word but like the wokeness into it mm-hmm. and they're allowing well they've softened the they've, they've softened, softened some of the like like. Requirements. requirements you're allowed and like i said i am not a dude i have said this from day one especially mm-hmm. on here like whatever you feel you are do your thing live your life i don't care but the whole like they, they've opened up like the whole trans aspect of being this and being that which as a dude it doesn't affect me mm-hmm. because i'm a, if i'm in the military i'm around dudes all the time it's more affecting to women because if you're a female mm-hmm. but i'm a dude that says i'm a female now or let me say, or I'm born male, and I, right. now I get to be around women all the time and this stuff. So, like, nothing you do, because you're very, very rare. The, the percentage of this turning the other direction, mm-hmm. if there's a female that says she's she's now a male, mm-hmm. how many dudes in the okay. military are going to be like, yeah, you can't come shower? You're telling me this female thinks she's a dude, she's going to come shower with us? I'm like, hell Yeah. I'm seeing 40 dicks a day in this shower. <laughs> you bring see bring something, something different, you know. <laughs> right. Whereas, like women, it's to some extent. I imagine like it's not the same. There's, the thought process isn't there, and so that's what it's going to curve that. Well, it's going to curve the female it aspect. Way. I mean, either yeah. because like it, the trans aspect for the vast majority does not affect men mm-hmm. ever. And when you talk about sports yeah. and military, it does not affect men because a yep. woman that competes in an all male sport, mm-hmm. she'll never she'll she'll never compete, and and that's mm-hmm. just biologically it's proven. On the reverse, though, it, that's where it has the effect. Right. A man that that says he's that, now that, a woman. That was, that's that, where it's born male. Male, right. born male, because and says they have female, a strength that they, I'm a born female that I don't have. You, right. you'll, you will never have, and it, right. and so in a sport aspect, you'll never compete. Mm-hmm. And then just as in a personal aspect, like if you're a female, females, like regardless if, if you're around other females and, and the military requires you like to just get over a lot of stuff. But now, for lack of better words, you throw a penis in the mix of it. Like, well, that's not what they required you to get over. Well, see, you know, that, that, opens up a, that opens up like you just like opened up a big can it, of worms. It, yeah. Because and that's I didn't think at. about it that way. You know, I, I, because I didn't have to think about it exactly. that way. Right. Um, because when I was in the military, we didn't have to deal with that, but, but don't ask, don't tell had just come out. Yep. And so I experienced, um, a, a guy, a, a friend of mine who was fighting the fact that he was gay. So I'm like, Marty, as soon as you realize that this not is me. who you are, no, not <laughs> me. I'm like, as soon as you realize this, and I should, probably shouldn't have dropped his name, that you're going to be a lot, you know, you'll be okay. And, and we all embrace that mm-hmm. because he wasn't trying to be the pushing my locker throat. room. Yep. But when you think about what you just said, you know, I think with this trans movement, I'm not trying to um, judge anybody, right? right? But there's a lot of sexual abuse that happens in military, and we all know yes, that things is. like that happen, mm-hmm. right? And then this could open up to where I say I'm a trans, and then... I'm able to be in these spaces with man- women. Manipulate and then you manipulate things. it differently. Yeah. And here we go with another problem. Yep. Right. And you know, not, I didn't 
not yeah. only that, but it also opens. I mean, I have not seen this, but if I was someone who, because this is all yeah. that kind of you know gender affirming care and all that stuff, yeah. it is extremely expensive. Yeah. And if you all of a sudden you're in the oh military and you, God. you, yeah, yeah, now you feel that calling. That. Now, right, taxpayers are going to pay for all them surgeries, all that medication, that all the hormones, all that. And it's like, all right, so what are we doing? Are we paying attention to the mission, or are you here because you wanted to find somebody else to fit the bill on to this? To pay your exactly. medical yeah. expenses, and, that's, and that's it, it just it becomes is. a distraction, right? Yeah, it and does. It, you know, we I, I think we're all in agreement. It's like, look, we're all individuals here. Right. What somebody does behind closed doors or it's wants their to do business, even right. out in the street, it really doesn't affect me right. one way or another. Until I gotta sleep with you. Well, and there you go. Or and shower. That's, and that's shower, where even oh, yeah. the vast majority of like the don't ask, don't tell. Like, dude, there right. are plenty of people that are gay in the military. It never made a problem. It never was because, like, you know, I, you know, I guess some people have that that perception. But like, just because some dude's gay doesn't mean he wants to be with you. Just because some lady's gay doesn't mean she wants to be with you. Right? Like, they're like that's, they that's understand it. like you're a straight person and and they're not like. There, there, there's they everybody's for everybody. For. They right. understand, like so, yep. like it was never a problem. Like, and so even when I was in, like, I mean, and, and even in a in a grunt unit, plenty, plenty of gay guys, and really? and that you know about. Oh yeah, that you know in about. Uh huh. And the boys and, like to wrestle. <laughs> and, and you knew about them, but like they weren't just actively seeking every right. single person right. and doing this and that. And if you happen to have one, like. Mm-hmm. It was a standout. Like it wasn't like something right. like they're, they're all. So like it was never a problem. So Private that Wilson's problem been is painting the problem. his nails. But, mm-hmm. but when you talk about you know, and like I said, I don't give a damn what you want to do with your life outside of it. But when you're talking about creating the strongest military in the world, yes. But you put this 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 asterisk next to it, which is what that is with the whole trans movement. It's like you're changing everything that the, the core of what you're supposed to be into right. this into this giant scheme. Mm-hmm. For everybody else, right? And, that's and then you're not forcing me to have to. You're forcing to feel, me now yeah. that I have to accept it. Yes, you're, you're forcing that on me, and and I honestly did not think about it that until way. You, and, and by that ex- way until you mentioned. And by acceptance, that means that, the acceptance isn't necessarily your decision. Right. The acceptance is what you're told because if they if they push that on to say. No, this person is now female. They're going to be doing everything with you. That means right. everything that was somewhat personal to you that maybe you're okay doing this in front of a lady because you've done that for the last couple of years and you're all women. Right. And now there's a dude that says he's a woman is there. That changes the perception. Whereas like on yeah. the vice versa, yep. that wouldn't change. And honestly, would go back into what you said about exactly. about the, the the harassment problem. Like, I'm... Look, it's it, you can say what it is, but the military is the military, and it's a bunch of dudes. And you throw a, a, a woman in there that thinks she's a man that's actually built like a woman. There's going to be problems. Yes, going to be a big and problem. and she's she's yep. going to get treated like a woman in every aspect of that by somebody. And it's then, not right, but then, by somebody. When that story comes out, boy, that's going to be so, that's going to be a loud oh, yeah. story. Yep. That's going to get even more negative attention on the military. That's correct. Gonna, I have to I have to pause this for a second, Marty. Yes. I got to I got to criticize you as a broadcaster. Did we introduce these two young ladies by name? At all, we did. Yes, yes. We, did? we did. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. My yes. mistake, then. Sandra, I mean, we didn't, we didn't. We didn't go first, first, last, and rank. No, we, we don't get, need we, serial we, numbers we, and we all that. We don't need name, rank, serial number, all that. But um, I just want to lighten that it up. White that white claw's hitting Jerry pretty hard right now, you guys. <laughs> Listen, I've got, I've got a beer, a seltzer, <laughs> and some bourbon in front of me. It, a, okay. And a long night ahead. We got football starting back. Uh, the NFL is starting. That's neither here nor there. I just want to lighten it up. Marty, you always drag us into these heavy political discussions. Let me turn it. Let me turn it back. And I was just about to go there. Let me pull. Pull it back off that. So, 
Another post I got sent, which is actually pretty comical, it mm-hmm. said if you could describe the military as um, bags of Doritos, this is what the guy describes. So bags if you've never Doritos. seen uh, the guy's the guy's Instagram page, and, and it's pretty hysterical. He does a ton of military stuff. Uh, it's called Mandatory Fun Day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so he said the bags of Doritos. Let me know what you think. The the army. Can you guess? Army would be. Flaming hot? No. Uh oh. Nacho Which, cheese. I get it. Nacho cheese. He said <laughs> that's what. Uh, that's kind of really? what. So he said. Not. He said. So he said. So army's why essentially. He said that? Uh, uh, so he said it's like a staple. So yep. like the staple, the mm, original. That was the army. Is like, and, and that's where that everybody you know, knows them first. He said though it yes. wasn't the original Dorito. It is the staple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay. Uh, and then he says, "Can you guess what Navy is?" Navy's gonna be man. I just don't know my Dorito flavors well enough. Oh, he's know, going. He's going with all the classics. Cool ranch. Really? See, I was said say Air Force was cool ranch. Now, now, now That's he said. I gonna, now I was gonna say too. So he said, "Cool ranch," just for the fact that he's like the bag's blue. He's like, "Don't, don't at me." He's like, "We're just gonna keep it right there." He's like, "It's been around." <laughs> okay, well, the sky's well, blue, and the Air said, Force is in the sky. He said, right. it's, about he's like, "It's a staple. It's the Navy. It's blue. It's like okay. it's been around forever." The Air Force hadn't been around as long okay. as the Navy. He's like, it's we can, staple. we can disagree. Cool ranch, yeah. Which I like. I'm a cool ranch fan, so yeah. Okay. The second is third. I'm sorry. Third. You're right. Flame is the flaming hot nacho. Which one is that? that flame, was, or the flaming hot Dorito? That's Marines. That's Marines. That's Air Force. Okay, no flaming, way. flaming hot nacho. Yeah, his thing was he's like he's like because they occasionally like they spice it up. You never know. You never know what you're going to get. It's that blah blah blah. I, you, you know what? I think I can go with that. I think really? I go, yeah. I think I can. I go like with the flaming hot nacho. Yeah. And I mean, so, we, they, because they, they, taste, they don't know what they're missing until they get a taste of the air. Yeah. Well, you, know? you get that nacho, okay, you get that uh-huh. heat, and so that's what he yeah. said. It's a sense of he's like it's a little bit spicy. Kind of sneaks up into on it. You. You're not sure it sneaks up on you, mm-hmm. and, and he's like, so that's that's your. He must have dated an Air, Air Force woman. Uh-huh. Yeah, his wife must be Air Force. The fourth one, Marines, is the flaming hot Cool Ranch. Flaming Hot Cool Ranch. Yeah. What is that? That's Marines? That's Marine Corps. Well, I didn't know there was a Flaming Hot Cool well, Ranch. I did not either. And so it he said. It don't make no sense. You're Flaming Hot and well, you're cool? So this is what he says. He said, the Flaming Hot Cool Ranch is the Marine Corps because it's an oxymoron. He's like, just like the Marine Corps says, what does he say? The Marine Corps is not a, or the Marine Corps claims to be a profession. He's like, no, you're not a profession. <laughs> He's like you're you're a branch of service. So I essentially, was, what? I was thinking it was crazy. The flaming yeah. hot Cool Ranch is the Marine Corps. He's like because you're an oxymoron. I, oh, I was thinking man. it was crayon flavor. Uh, and so then <laughs> let's see, uh, it's it's popping up here. I apologize for the delay, but he pretty much just roasts the Marines for just being an oxymoron for the next like twenty seconds. And <laughs> oh then uh, so, so simply organic white cheddar. Coast Guard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was going to say reserves, <laughs> National Guard. Just simple there. Like, we don't really know. Like, they're kind of in the background. We're not sure you, what you, they're doing. You, you never know what they're doing. Yeah. Until, you never know. Yeah. And so he's like, you, don't, you haven't really, you haven't really heard of it. I just, yeah. saw, I just saw a story. There was a guy uh, this week that got intercepted by the Coast Guard. He had put himself in this kind of, like, ha- they, call, they described it as a hamster wheel contraption. <laughs> it was like a cage with Oof. buoys built in it. In so the it water. would float. Yes. He went off the coast of Florida. His goal My was God. to get to England. 
He was going to go across the Atlantic in this thing, and the Coast Guard picked him up off the coast of Carolina, either South or North oh Carolina. I'm not which, sure which one. But yeah, the pictures of this are crazy. He and probably they probably saved his life. That probably. idiot would have never made it. Of course, it probably had a better chance no than the Titan in. Titan Two, though. No well, oh well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. People do Godspeed. crazy things, yeah. and he spent all that money. Yeah. Is Space Force on this list? And, and number six is the Doritos Spicy Nacho. Space and it said the Space Force. He said pretty much because no one's ever heard of it. We don't, <laughs> oh. know, we don't know what the hell the spicy nacho is, but it's there. Like Sounds we're, we're, about right. That's yeah. the thing. You mentioned earlier about you know putting a uniform back on. I'm like, yeah. if I was going to listen, I've got, a col- I've got a college degree. Space Force. Space Force sounds kind of all right. Yeah. Where are you going to deploy me, I mean, Mars? Yeah, you're not going. <laughs> That's not what going I wanted to, to know. Space. Um, one of my daughter's friends went to the Air Force when he graduated. And when Space Force came, mm-hmm. he... Um, Enlisted. I, I don't know how they like cross trained over. Yeah. So he's now in Space Force and he said he loves it. I'm what? like, but what's the mission? Yeah. You know, what I don't did think, he say? I don't think I ever really got an answer because it was so new. You're he not, probably hey, does. It's got to be like yeah. satellite. You're not going to get one. That's that, that's that MI6 shit, you know? Yeah. Men in black, you'll never know. Mm, you'll oh, never that's know. that's the uh, the hearings. That's the UAP. Now, Dude, if you tell me I could join the Space Force and I get to wear an all-black suit every single fucking day. <laughs> I don't do even know what the uniforms look like. the glasses. Yeah. Oh, but, yeah. dude, if I could Will Smith the hell out of people. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I don't know what their uniforms look like. Are their uniforms pretty slick? Dude, uh, if They're... anything, if it's not black with, like, a starry print on it, I don't want it. That better be the camo, <laughs> I don't know dude. about that. Like, that better be the camo. camo. blue, though. Out here looking like the galaxy. Yeah, oh, my exactly. goodness. If I ain't got the Milky Way across my shit, <laughs> don't, even, don't, even, don't even add me on that. So you, you, were, you, you enlisted in 87. Yes. How many years did you stay in? Eight. Eight. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what about you? When I enlisted in '89. Okay. And stayed in eight. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Yeah. And how do y'all know each other? <laughs> this oh, boy. is so That's, funny. You want to tell the Let's story? Go. I'm gonna let you tell it. Go okay. Ahead. So we both showed up at a networking event here mm-hmm. in the county. Okay. Yeah. And um, I started not to go that day. Me too. It was early morning. Yep. Um, I had at a lot of. It was a chamber meeting. Yeah, it was okay. at the chamber. Okay. Yeah. And uh, we ended up sitting at the same table. Yeah, because I was late. Yeah, she was late. And <laughs> damn Air Force man. And then we started talking, and we had so much in, in common. common. And it was like, are you serious? So we're I'm both from North Air Force. Yeah. Yeah, we're for, I'm both from North Carolina. We both did eight years in the Air Force. Yes. We're both from North Carolina. Is that crazy? Or um, what? We both we found we go to the same church. We go to the same. Oh church. wow. Um, uh, yes, it was something else. So North Carolina, how about them uh, Tar Heels? Yeah, hey, I'm Taking not care a of the Gamecocks, fans, but what about them Tar Heels? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> come on, I'm not a sports fan, but yeah. Hey Wilson, oh, how about well, them Seminoles? I, I do know Duke just beat uh, Clemson though. Yeah, I heard. Yeah. Yes, I did hear that. Hey Jerry, go fuck off. And then off. The, the Falcons are playing <laughs> the Panthers on Sunday. Yeah. Oh really? Yep. Okay. Go Falcons. Yep. Mm-hmm. Go, yeah. <laughs> you I'm don't like, care. Yeah, whatever. Two happens. So so. So essentially, a network meeting. Yep, got brought yep. all together, That's and awesome. and been laughing and joking and talking on the phone ever since. It's and it's been six months, and I feel like I've mm-hmm. known her forever. Yep, only six months. Only that? six Since months. February, I met her in Fe- February. Yeah, about yeah. February. It was February. Yeah. Yeah. I thought we were talking about a couple years ago. Oh, we're no, it feels fresh. like forever. Yeah. And that's how we act. It's because we're we're almost just alike. Yeah. And <laughs> um and so I'm a life coach and she's a travel agent mm-hmm. and we were the, the funny part about being here tonight is that we 
kicked around some ideas about starting a podcast that we would talk about women's issues in the military. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, let's and go so, there. Let's go there. Like, what yeah. would you say to a young lady? You said you have a daughter. I have a daughter, yes. How old is she? I have a she? son and a daughter. My daughter is 32 now. 32. Uh-huh. And so a little past when people would join. How mm-hmm. old is your son? Well, she tried to join. Did she? Yeah, she did. And my son is 34. Um, my daughter did try to go in the Air Force, but when um, when she was a child, she had asthma. Mm. And I was in the military when she was a child with asthma. Mm-hmm. So I had her records, but she got all the way up to where she was about to go and, you know, raise her hand. What and year they was that? Said, uh, it's been about five or six years ago. And they told her that she had to have a note from the last doctor that treated her for asthma. For asthma. I don't know where that dude is. Mm. It was a military doctor. <clears throat> mm. And I'm like, there was no way for us to get it. We got everything else. They, she did all these tests. So the Air Force told her they she couldn't join. I, I feel like it was the, rec- um, the recruiter. Mm-hmm. And she didn't want to go into another branch. So she didn't. Mm. Yeah. What about you? Do you have any children? No children. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, two doggies. Two fur that's, babies. Yes, that's those are my babies. Hey, we do need. This is how. All right, I just got a brilliant idea for recruiting. We need to get pictures of animals in middle, military uniforms. <laughs> yes. This I is a, this that's is a great idea you, for an Instagram that might account. Draw them in. You're true. You're. I'm uh, saying. Yeah. This hey. We get on the social media and do this. Stuff. Mm-hmm. But you know, I think one of the things that we did say, they just bought up. I think that. There's this myth about women in the military that mm-hmm. are gay or we are butch or, yeah. or all that. But there's a lot. I mean, we come of, in of all feminine. shapes yes. and sizes exactly. and we are very feminine. Hey, we, and we, we were talking about it earlier. Strong. My mm-hmm. instructors yeah. in the BDU, shout out to Staff yes. Sergeant Abear. Yes. <laughs> 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 she was, uh, let, me, let me tell you a quick story. Uh-huh. That was hilarious. So you remember, you know, about week four or five, uh, they start teaching you how to wear your dress blues. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. So I'm in, in front of the whole flight. And Staff Sergeant Abear comes in. She's like, go put your blues on. Everybody else is in BDUs or either our, our PT gear, whatever it was. And everybody else is in that. She's like, go put your blues on. We've been looking at these things for weeks. Yes. We want to put these things on. It's like, yes. you know, yeah. we're, we're gung-ho about this. She goes, go put them on. Don't, <laughs> she says, don't button your pants. Don't tuck your shirt in. I'm going to show everybody how to do it. Oh, my God. And Staff Sergeant, Abe, Staff Sergeant Abe Bear was, she was. She taught you how to get that gig she line, was in, hot. in line. Boy, she, so she has me stand at attention in front of the whole flight, Mm-mm. right? In the day room. And yep. she's playing with your fly. Hey, that's she eight. has her hands down the front of my pants. <laughs> and I'm looking at the ceiling. I'm looking at the ceiling because I cannot look this woman in the eye. Baseball. So, now, hey, so, baseball. so by the way, now Jerry's at double attention. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Six to midnight double. pretty quick. Yeah. But I'm telling you, uh, the entire 40, I'm looking at 44 guys <laughs> behind her. She's, she, and she knows what's going on. That's why she did it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's why she and did man, it. she was, she was stuffing my shirt tail down my pants. All the, I mean, it was the most silent laughter I've ever seen from a group <laughs> mm-hmm. of oh, that guys. big. Just those yeah. grins. So she, funny. Those grins. Oh, when she left that night and you were in the band, it was quiet. Man. I know. Hey. Man, well, they said that I used to, they said by that time, mm-hmm. I used to wake up and start shouting cadence. Oh, like uh, in in my sleep, I was sleepwalking. I was inspecting people's oh, lockers and stuff like that. Oh it was, I don't recommend that. You had it bad, man. Yeah. It 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 was well. We had it good because they couldn't come in unannounced, right? right? They would have right. to go to other flights and get other instructors to yeah. kind of come in and raid us and mm-hmm. then flip our beds and all the rest. That right. Was the, that was the fun. But part. women's issues in the military, like yeah. let's let's go there. Like what if a young lady was considering this as a career path or the beginning of a career path, some kind of opportunity to either get schooling or life mm-hmm. experience, anything like that, mm-hmm. what would you tell them? 
The first thing I would say is go in the Air Force and not the Army. Okay. Okay, and my, and I have personal reasons for that. Um, I know that there is a lot of things that happen, but when I was in a joint um, a joint uh, military base, that I saw a lot of things happen on the Army side that scared me, and then I understood why my father didn't want me in the military. Mm. And so when my my first cousin went in the Army. And I was making my decision to go in the Air Force. And she came home and mm -hmm. she told me, she said, I'm going to tell you something. She said, no, go in the Air Force. Because in the Army, she said, um, in the Air Force, it rains. In mm -hmm. the Army, it rains on you. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh. And she said, it's really, really rough. Mm -hmm. And they don't take in consideration that this is a young female and your body may not be able to do a lot of the things that they're asking. So a lot of times we do get injured as women because we're carrying heavy equipment and we're running doing things that we're really not accustomed to doing and that the the strenuousness of all of that does affect us and it affects us long term and differently and in, and in yep. dif and differently mm -hmm. um the second thing that i would say is if you would go into the military go in prepared and with an open mind because if you don't know what you're walking into it's going to be a disaster for you because it's like when you go in the military, I didn't know that I was going to go into the military and that I was going to have to be like cleaning latrines and doing things like that. So that was the easy stuff. But I didn't know that I was going to find myself in some places where I saw animals that I'm like, are these really, really real? <laughs> you know, that I would have to go and, and we would sit and we would guard these places down in these bunkers that went like way underground and, it's like there's a zoo down here, and it's mm -hmm. like, where the hell is all this stuff coming from? <laughs> and I wasn't prepared for a, a lot of things. Even though I felt like my dad prepared me, I think that you should sit down with someone as a mentor, mm -hmm. to someone who's done it before you, and get as much information as you possibly can, do your own research. I would tell the young lady that it's the best decision that you can make if you go in with a goal in mind right. and not just go in because I'm that I don't know what I want to do because that's only going to make you wander a lot longer. And once you're really in the military, I didn't have a lot of female mentors w within the military. Um, I, I learned later how to become mentors to young, young people that were coming in behind me, which is probably why I'm a life coach today, is by trial and error. I didn't have someone to lead the way for me in the military. Um, don't trust everybody that you meet. Mm -hmm. mm, yep. Don't go, don't go off a base by yourself with somebody that you just met. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like NCO night, the NCO club. There's a lot of things that go on and happen that mm -hmm. could be a that could be a recipe for a disaster. I personally had a good time. Always know who your friends are and and stick with them. Understand that if I if if you don't come home, I don't get home. So right. you have to have forge those types of relationships with people early on because it's not just war that takes us out. There's a lot of people that don't come home from the military for stupid decisions, just yep. like you can make out here. That's true. And, and, and you just have to go in with an open mind, mm -hmm. you know. And I think, and again, I would, I would tell any young lady, it's the best decision that I ever made for my life. Now, what about a young man? Because I think um, they would probably, you know, they're more inclined to go into the military, but some of them are reluctant because, you know, kids are softer I, these days. But, hey, 
the, that uniform looks good on a man, don't it? It does. I, I love to see a man in uniform <laughs> and a nice suit, <laughs> baby. Hey, unfortunately, in the army, you know, went away from that uh, that damn pickle green bullshit they show out to. Now they're we, we, uh, stealing we, the uh, the old Marine Corps blues. Look. Really? Oh yeah, dude. I hadn't seen that. Look, they saw how good we looked with them. They just they <laughs> fucked that uniform all up. But it, they got something similar. But I but I love the Marines dress uniform. You can't I, beat I, it. You can't you can't beat it. I can't mm-hmm. dude. That black I, like, blue hands is, is down. I'm trying to tell you. We got to get, you know what we haven't had? We haven't had uh, somebody from the Navy in here to explain. They got like 20, something like 20 some odd uniforms, man. stupid shit. The amount of, amount of uniforms they got with that white and the khaki and the blues and the blacks. It's a lot. My brother was in the Navy. They got a shit ton. That's crazy. They got, dude, like, they can literally wear a uniform every day of the month and not be the same fucking uniform. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, do you have anything that you would add for young women who um, would potentially right. consider this Michelle as a covered a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I would emphasize the everybody's not your friend yep. Um, yep. thing aspect because that's how we um, sometimes get into trouble. Mm-hmm. Trusting someone because they wear the same uniform. Yep. Um, and not realizing that they are a human being before they are a military personnel. Mm. Integrity is not always it's there. Not, it doesn't come with the uniform. It's, right. it's, it's embedded in the person. It so is. you need to get to know that person before you allow them to get to know you. That mm. part if you know what I'm saying. Mm. Oh, absolutely. And that's in every aspect. I mean, you yeah. talk about male and female. That's, yep. that's on both sides. Like, look, it, I would you, tell when, them the same thing. When, mm-hmm. Exactly. When you mm-hmm. come in, like... Your job as a boot is to be a boot, mm-hmm. and you're going to be told to do a lot of dumb stuff that you don't want to do. And there and there's time yeah. and grade and service that all adds up. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you got to understand that, like, it is it is one of the it's it, it's it's a fraternity of, of sorts. And so when That's you're it. when you're that bottom shelf. You do all the shit that nobody wants to do. Right. And you got to understand that, like, that's where it starts. Yep. And then you get time in or you get a deployment and then you get new guys in. Like, now you get to elevate and elevate and elevate mm-hmm. and get to a position where, like, you're not doing that. You get to tell people what to do. You get to move on. <clears throat> Excuse me. But it's a it, it's a it, it's a point to understand, like, there is a level to that. Mm-hmm. And and there are plenty of guys that have essentially, especially, you know, thinking, thinking you know, guy wise, like. There are plenty of people that have screwed up their careers because they went overboard on that. So when you talk right. about certain levels of hazing, now we had dudes. I dude, I'd walk from I'd walk from our office to barracks and stuff, and watching something. And I was in a grunt unit, yeah. but I was not a grunt. But we walked from our barracks, and I'm watching dudes getting hazed left and right. But some My of it was the general. Ooh, it was the general. I want to hear about that because I know what I know what guy hazing looks like. Oh what does God. that look like from a female perspective? What like you know because we all we seen Full that. Metal Jacket, right? Yep. They the soap bar parties, you mm-hmm. know, and pillowcases yeah, and stuff. But what does that look like from a female perspective? Well, it looked like this young lady that got washed back from her flight, and that we were like about you know how you go to the competition and you about to we the flight that's that's there to win, right. and they washed her back into our flight, mm-hmm. and she started ruining that. Oh uh, mm. no. And it looked like we short-sheeted her bed. No. And it looked like um, the soap and the locks in there. Oh. Oh, yeah. My T.I. And he. He didn't say anything. They turn a blind eye. And then the next day. Because they're self-correcting, man. Like, look, hey, there's certain things that are going to allow to happen. And then they understand. He used his power because he made her. Like, she had to make up her bed, and he, mm-hmm. he gave her 10 seconds to do it. We all knew she couldn't oh, do no, it. Oh, no, no, not in oh, 10 yeah. seconds. Yeah, oh, because he was like, you won't come in here and ruin all the work that they've for done. For everybody else. For everybody. So, yeah. yes, we did. We we did that one night. And um, 
Yeah, it was fun. That's it's, crazy. It's, it's funny how that works. So we had, we had two pickups in boot camp. Mm-hmm. And the funny part about that is, like, we didn't even have to fuck them up because the, <laughs> the, the drill instructors did it. Like, the first day this dude walked in, dude, they set him up for failure. So when you walked into our barracks, See? there was the recruit door on mm-hmm. one end, and that's where there were, no matter when you finished anything, all the recruits came through this door. Mm-hmm. And then there's the drill instructor door on the mm-hmm. other side. So the drill instructors always... Boy, they set this dude up for failure. They dropped him off at the drill instructor's door. Oh, man. And had him walk in. So we're in the middle of doing rifle drill and rifle manual on, on, on the, in the barracks, going over it. And all of a sudden, this dude bust open. You know, they got him. I, I bet you it's a drill instructor, too. Slams this door open. And he probably just opened it and left. Left this kid. Oh, my goodness. He opened the door. Bam! Bangs it out. And all of a sudden, like, our, our heavy... At the time, which is our, our second in command, looked over and saw him. Mm-mm. And before he could say a word, one of our kill hats is running <laughs> and just screaming at this kid. And it, we're in there on the on the damn on the in the barracks doing rifle drill, just snapping that thing. But 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 this guy's in for thirty five minutes oh, at no. least in the in the bathroom, getting, getting absolutely at. murdered. Mm-hmm. And we don't know, and we can't see what he's doing. We just hear him. Mm-hmm. He's just in there just screaming like. For 35 minutes while we're doing it, he's being absolutely berated. Oh, my God. It didn't even make his way to the unit yet. And then for the entirety of him, of our of our time, so I think he had, I don't know if it's a month and a half or two months mm-hmm. that we had him. Dude, they just picked his, I'll never forget it. His name was Eakin, which is doesn't help him by any oh, means. No, no, no. His no. last name was Eakin, though. Dude, they just berated this kid. Oh, I remember and that. And we were on a walk. Too. We were, oh, not, not a walk. We were on a hump mm-hmm. on, one of our, on one of our trips. And this dude fell. He was right in front of him. He fell. And I reached down to grab him. And this drill instructor about damn Ray Lewis my ass Ooh. across. The, he's like, get the fuck off of him, Wilson. Mm, let him and get like, himself knock me up. out of the way. He's like, oh fuck him. Goodness. He's like, y'all better step on him until he gets up. And they're making him Ooh. walk over top this dude. And I was like, oh, my God. Dude, they did. They, like, <laughs> because fight. he was a pickup, they said, fuck. Ooh. And they just absolutely ate this kid up. So, like, no we mercy. never got a chance to mess with him because they, abs- they destroyed this dude. For the next two months, wow, a month and a half, two months. They Did he make it through? He got through. Oh. Grace of God, dude. I, like because I mean, there were a couple determined. times. There were yeah. a couple times he dropped, mm-hmm. and he probably he uh, you know in all honesty, as far as like Rex, you know requirements, he probably shouldn't have made it through, mm-hmm. and he did make it through, but. It's amazing he, what a little pressure will do. Well, look, no, like I said, he probably like, should yeah. have, but they, dude, they, I think they let him get through because they, dude, they messed this dude. He had up. a lot of guts though wow. to, for, to I stay. I mean, for two, like this yeah. dude got to be absolutely wrecked. Me. It was so not fun. I want to hear a little bit about, you know, we said a little bit of cautionary advice. Also, uh-huh. we talked about some of the benefits. I want to talk about fun. Yeah, what's the fun time? Oh, yeah. oh, I, I got some funny God. stories. I, I had the best time. I'm gonna tell you, like, we went. I was in England. This was the funniest New Year's Eve of our lives. Oh, goodness. And we we traveled. It was like a bunch of us. We all were always together. Mm-hmm. So we decided we were going to go watch the ball drop in London. Okay. So our base was like 71 miles outside of London. Mm-hmm. So all day we are preparing for this night. And mm-hmm. we're going to get on the train and we're going to go down there. We're going to have a good We're going to party it up, man. Mm-hmm. Until we get... In London, and they have a rule that says you can't bring more than five people into the club. Hush your mouth. Now it's like it's like a whole train <laughs> of us 
We're trying to go party. Well, what you mean you can't bring more than five people? They would not allow us. So if you were together. And there this was, was just for Americans or was, military mm-hmm, or anyone? anybody. And there mm-hmm. was so many of us, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody in London would let us in. We walked <gasps> the streets of London all night long because we couldn't get back to the base because the trains had stopped Yes. Running. Oh, wow. So the funny part is you have the pictures that are being taken, mm-hmm. like all the way up and how everybody's like smiling and mm-hmm. everything. And then at the end of the night, you see all these angry people Man, the next day. Those smiles were not long. <laughs> no, we ended up having to, we ended up having to take taxis mm-hmm. from London back to Hayford. Uh, yeah, exactly. And they they didn't want to take more than four of us. Mm-hmm. So and they were like oh, these little small cars, right? Mm-hmm. So we get back to the base and we're everybody's getting out of the car. So they were like, let the ladies go first or whatnot. We we get back to the base and everybody's getting out of the car. And all of a sudden we see the trunk come open. Mm. The trunk comes <laughs> trunk comes open. It's my friend Dwayne. Dwayne is like like unfolding himself up out of, <laughs> out of the trunk. He was Adapt. in the trunk. <laughs> Adapt and overcome. <laughs> oh my he God. He got into the trunk and went to sleep. He was like, I mean, damn, if y'all leave me here. He He's out of the trunk, girl. Mm. And I had, that, I, we still laugh about that to this day. Mm. So when I think about New Year's Eve, I always think oh, yeah. about, girl, my feet were hurting so bad because we had walked all For the streets. Miles, For sure. miles, I'm sure. For miles. Yeah, in the military. But that was the thing about being in military with people that you trust, mm-hmm. and yep. we we all we stuck together. Yep. Nobody let anybody go alone, even though we wanted to leave some of them. See, I'm shocked y'all didn't just. You know what? We're gonna get a hotel room. Yep, that would have made Ho- sense. Hotel too. room, and like, hey, we're gonna throw it down tonight. <laughs> I don't know if anybody even thought even about thought it. about that. How? Wh- what age? Oh, we were all different ages. Okay, there's, there, yeah. See, I, and we're we, all we, still, we, and we're all still friends to this day. We'd have found found that Triangle Inn Motel for thirty dollars yeah. a night and, and, and just threw an absolute rager. Yeah, everybody. They'd kick us out about room. two o'clock in the morning, but yeah. we had a great three <laughs> or four hours. Great, and I was thinking, you know, and you think about it, I mm-hmm. don't even think anybody thought, let's go get a hotel room. Yeah, we were all still trying to party at the club. You was yeah. trying to figure that party thing. Well, you want, out. Yeah, you want to. It's we new. You want to get it in. Where the civilians at? That's what you were asking. You were like, where are the civilians? Yeah, yeah, yeah. where are these yeah. non-military blokes? Because at? you know the blokes are very brutish. You oh, know yeah. they they are Ain't shy. Oh no, not at all. <laughs> no, they, 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 they and they stink. They just yeah. anti you. Yeah. You know, yeah, they don't they don't like to bathe on a regular. Oh so, my goodness. Yeah, Sheesh. that yeah I sounds like that, sounds like the military. Um, <laughs> what about well, you, Sandra? Well, nothing funny um, per se that I can think that I can recall let me say because a lot of my military days I was um, under alcoholic understood (laughs) influences which is probably why I don't really drink that much now because that's, that's I, your third. That's your third whiskey. What are but you listen, about? I drank a lot. I, I um, What's your drink of choice? Uh, back then, I was a Hennessy drinker. Okay, all right. Yeah. You ever so, mix that with Alize? I didn't mix it. Okay, we call but, that a, the Incredible Hope. I, I, I come from. That. But I did <laughs> used to drink Alize as well, just plain Alize. But um, so I recall. I was stationed at Alamogordo, which is in New Mexico. That's Holloman Air Force Base. Um, and some girl friends and I were like, you know what? Let's go to UTEP's college um, homecoming. 
I had never been to a college homecoming before. I had Uh-oh. no idea <laughs> what it was like. And back in those days, man, listen, I was fine. So <laughs> I, I oh. um, wore like a size four and I would always wear tight shorts and form fitting a shirt. You had your BDUs tapered all the way up, didn't you? You know, she, <laughs> you was driving the boys crazy. She's looking like the incredible Hulk. And so somebody, <laughs> uh, somebody told me that UTEP's colors were blue and orange, and I had some orange um, hot shorts that were tight and a blue top. So I wore that to the homecoming. So everybody thought that we were college students, but we were Air Force. Uh, soldiers, but I tell you, when I walked into that stadium, it was like packed people everywhere. But I don't know what was going on, but all the men was like, ah! and, mm-hmm. and look directly at me. I was like, "What the heck is going on? What did I do?" And all the women was like, "Who is she? Where does she come from?" Like, walked into a combat environment. Yes. <laughs> I mean, they were yeah, like, "Yeah, you didn't know where you're getting your, that combat action." I didn't at, take you know. a class with you. Are you supposed to be here? You know, and so they basically ran us See off. See the campus. difference between Damn. going Sandra. to college and going in the military. I hey, know, Sandra. They sound white. Were they white? Uh, white girls like, what do you uh, mean? Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And you're what not, are you doing? You're not in physics 101. Exactly. Get out of here. I mean, you know, sorry, Sheesh. sorry, girls. I, you know, I had that Air Force body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's, I will say that's the one benefit. I know, I know, you ladies had to do a little bit of hair correcting in oh, the in the goodness. service, but dude. Bro, boot camp. I mean, yeah, and you saw, bro. They just shaved your damn head. I like, told you they, they cut my bangs and they oh, weren't bothering anybody. Yeah, well, yeah, my damn, my damn low flow wasn't bothering nobody. They were like, "Yo, fuck you, bam, buzz That's cut." Right. And they and they're out there. The funny thing about it is, I had somebody, and, and and most people will tell you if you go if you're gonna go into most services, do you don't come in with extra short hair. You don't come in with long hair. Mm-hmm. Come in with a normal cut because they're gonna buzz it. Because yeah. if you come in with a buzz cut, well, they're gonna, they're gonna cut hair. They're gonna yep. cut they something. want they're gonna cut mm-hmm. hair. Find some. Yep. And they, <laughs> excuse me, they will, they will, they they're will gonna, eat your shit they up. They gonna jack you. Up. That's right. <laughs> and if you got that long hair, and and we had two guys out. Oh, oh, they get dog, pleasure. I, dude, out they of came that. in with that damn hippie flow to the. And they like, got pleasure. Oh, out of that. dude, they're pulling that oh. hair up just like cutting yeah. locks out, and it was the funniest thing to watch. But I mean, that first cut we got, dude. Well, you got out and you got people bleeding left and right all over their head, just buzz cuts because they didn't give a shit. They're like, we're I knocking think buzz they out, man. Cut women's hair though. I, I we when we got off the bus when mm-hmm. they started cutting their hair, they they came through. They they touched everybody. Mm-hmm. I I didn't yep. know that they were gonna cut ladies' hairs too. Oh, they, oh yeah, they, look, hey. You all, you all get a little something. Well, my yeah. friend, uh, Marty knows him as well. We went to high school with him. He was a little older than us. Uh, my, our friend Louie, mm-hmm. he described me when they shaved my head as a Volkswagen coming down the road with his doors open. Oh my, my ears God. stuck out. <laughs> and uh, Dude, thank it God. Was, it was... Now, it, I came back. When I came back from the military, I decided I was like, I'm never getting a haircut again. And I ended up with hair all the way down my back. Oh, wow. Mm. So they would have loved to get a hold of me at that point. because They'd like to get a hold of you now because you got a nice head of hair. Yeah, well, you thank you very much. much. Yeah, you, you got a solid flow. You know what, Jerry? Fuck you for that. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know we can't say for you, pal. Well, I got a hat on, so he's, you can't tell. He's showing out. Yeah, he's yeah. showing out over there, you know. Yeah. He's a rebellion. Yeah. He's a rebellion. I keep, it, I, keep, I keep this cute hat on so you'll never know. <laughs> no, that's how it rolls, dude. They, they, uh, they see that hair, and they're going to 
they're gonna get what they can. Mm-hmm. And I, like, so that was so that was one of the funny because like like I said, coming through there like, dude, don't have short hair, don't have long hair. Yeah. Find somewhere in the middle. They're gonna cut it. Just let them cut it. Mm-hmm. And if it was short, dude, they choice. they I mean they hammered blades. I'm like, wow. like there ain't nothing to cut, dude. You slicing people up left and right Mm-mm. just to get and then with some... the clippers that they're using, what oh. if the blades are like dull? Oh, oh they don't care. Uh, and and, and, and the funny thing, they never yeah. tell you about this. When you're in boot camp, for for at least for the dudes, mm-hmm. when so we got a haircut every two weeks. Every two weeks or three weeks, they the way we it was mandatory. We hit the barbershop every uh-huh. two or three weeks and they buzzed our head. Now, when you got into third phase in mm-hmm. the Marine Corps, you were allowed to rock a high and tight. So it lets you keep a little bit on top, mm-hmm. but they knocked that right. everything else that's off. Kind of like side. what you got now, a little bit on top. What? Uh, yeah. what that's, a li- that's, just, just, that's just a little in the back, dude. We don't talk about that, though. Um, and so they knocked that down. Mm-hmm. But you pay for those. Are you They take it out of paint. So oh, yeah. when you go get a haircut, I don't know what the price was in boot camp, uh-huh. but if you go get a haircut, if that's a $10 haircut, every time you get a haircut, that's deducted out of your mop pay. You look on your, your LES oh, yeah. statement. Well, and well Lord haircut. knows you don't get to see shit in boot camp. So like when you get you through the get end, right. they find this in the end statement. They're like, oh, yes. dress uniform, this uniform, haircut for yeah. 15, but this and that. And they take it all LESs. I still have copies of my LESs. Do you guys? Ooh, I you did. are organized. I, I do not. I did, yeah. but I, I got, they, they I, got lost in one of the moves. It's, I remember it's, when I got out of basic training, mm-hmm. I had more money than I'd ever had in my life. It was just a few thousand dollars, mm-hmm. right? Because you had nothing to spend it on. I didn't have anything. <laughs> yeah. I didn't have the opportunity yeah. to spend it yeah. on anything. Yeah. I knew guys who were buying, you know, the the slick shoes and stuff. They'd go to the 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 the, uh, the, the BX, uh, BX and, and they buy. Are you in the, the fucking fifties over? Here? I'm telling you, dude. They <laughs> the were buying. Chlor- the way they call it, chloroframs. The yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. They would buy every yeah, item in the deal. BX. Yeah. That was the only I thing they to. could buy. But I just was like, I'm not. Gonna, I'm not doing that. I got what I need. But the first weekend, I could walk off Keesler. I walked right out of those gates. And I went straight. The closest thing, there was a gas station, there was a tattoo parlor, mm-hmm. and then there was one bar. I was only 19, so I couldn't go into the bar. Mm-hmm. I walked right into the t- tattoo shop, and I was like, y'all need to go ahead and put an Atlanta Braze right there. Are you serious? <laughs> and that was, yeah, that was exactly what I did. That How was, much time that did was, you spend in New Orleans when you were at Keesler? I did not get to go to New Orleans. What? I was I was in Biloxi. See, mm-hmm. it, it's a long story that I, I went, I remember I went to the mall in Biloxi one mm-hmm. time. And I was, I didn't, I was at, at that point, I didn't have to wear my uniform off base. I remember those days. But I remember seeing the other airmen walking around, and you could tell that the locals, they had told their daughters, mm. find yourself an airman or yes. find yourself somebody in the, in the military. And these girls, and they were walking up to them. And they were way too young. Yep. way oh, too goodness. young yep. like we're talking you know 15 16 something like yep. that mm. and they were going up on these airmen and i'm just like looking at it like y'all are y'all are making it this is like overseas the, is worse this mm. is like the stereotype you know go overseas get, oh I, I, well my my deployments I'm were sorry. all my, my deployments yeah. were all freaking actually like in country so oh, okay yeah no 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 I, that, you can't tell how old they are with a damn burka on <laughs> And they don't have tapered BDUs either. You can't tell shit. That might be a dude. They're wearing robes and stuff. You're you're not black on black on black. But this is a black on black on black. Um, Yeah, but no, I I I just I I didn't go. I've been to New Orleans a few times since Uh then. Like I said, I came back and I became a hippie and I went to music festivals and I went down to New Orleans a few times. I've seen New Orleans. That's a that's a great city for food and drink, but. Yeah. I've I've had enough. It's a devil's I, playground, man. I've been down there on Halloween. I met a I, ghost there. I, you met a ghost. <laughs> met a ghost. 
Well, hang on. Let's hear this. OMG. <laughs> you can't just say that and yeah, not tell the story. Yeah, you can't, you can't elaborate. So six years ago, about six, seven years ago, my girlfriend was getting married. She was from New Orleans. And they moved here from Katrina. She came okay, for, yeah. for, from um, Katrina. And um, so she got a job where I was working. They decided to stay in Atlanta. But mm. she went when, when they got married, she wanted to get married in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So me and my girlfriends, you know, we all go down for the wedding. Bourbon Street. Mm-hmm. Going down Bourbon, Bourbon Street. And, you know, the restaurants are, and they have, they have the, like the open bars and mm-hmm. all that. So we're going in and out, in and out. So we noticed that there's this guy that's following us. Mm-hmm. Black guy. Mm-hmm. He has shortcut, like, it, like not not too low, had a shortcut. Mm-hmm. He had, like, this little blue bag on his back, had on a white T-shirt, blue jeans, mm-hmm. tennis shoes. Okay. And I had to keep my eye on him because he kept, we felt like he was following, following us. Following you, okay. I it don't want to inter- interrupt you too much. When I was down there for a music festival, we walked a little too far down Bourbon Street one mm-hmm. night. We got to that other district. You know, where people are a little bit more friendly. Yes. The men are a little bit more friendly to the men. Mm-hmm. And we realized where we were. And so we started walking back to the straight area. <laughs> this dude followed me. So we had to have we had to have that confrontation later on. Right. I understand where you've been. Go on. That Go part. on. So we so we stop and there's these and and I pictures of my phone. Mm-hmm. So we stop and there's these two young ladies on the corner. And we're in French Quarter and they're playing electric violins beautiful mm. so we're snapping pictures of each other so the guy comes up and he says i'll take a picture for you mm-hmm. give him the phone he snaps the picture he turns around and he says hey let's all take a picture together he goes behind us and he's like this no behind way. us lady takes the picture she used my phone she used my girlfriend's phone and nobody's on nobody's phone is, is this he man oh he was a vampire he is nowhere on the on phone. Any Ooh. of the pictures. Are you serious? And he was behind us mm-hmm. like this, smiling. And what? We, to this day, I said, oh my God, we met a ghost in New Orleans. Y'all met a vampire. It was a vampire. The vampires don't show up in mirrors, so they don't show up in phones. And mm-hmm. they don't show up in pictures. Pictures. Well, Look, whatever the fuck it was, it's out of this world. I know, yeah. right? Yeah. When I tell you, um, I don't think I'd be going back. Haven't been back in a while. <laughs> Sandra, I want to ask you, you know, we, we got to wrap things up here shortly, but I want to ask you, you're a travel agent now. We I learned am. that. I so, am. All right. I, I want you to tell us, like, what are good travel destinations to go to in 2023. Okay. Because the world has changed. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. And a I also want to know how people can get in touch with you, find you online, you mm-hmm. got socials, whatever it is. Most definitely. So uh, my name is Sandra Braxton. Yes, as in Tony. Okay. As in, yes, we are related <laughs> by marriage. Seriously. We really? Are. Awesome. We really are. And so well, learn something new every day. I know, right? <laughs> oh, no. Part of the reason I don't tell people that is because they look at me differently. See how you're looking at me? <laughs> I'm looking at you now. Like, hang on, how can I get some CDs? No, exactly. Do they even make CDs anymore? No. Can I get some free CDs? Exactly. No. Good luck. So my travel agency is the Braxton Agency. Okay. And you can find us online, www.thebraxtonagency.com and all social media, the Braxton Agency. Um, where not to go for 2023. That might be a better, yeah, that might be <laughs> yeah. a better question. Oh, my goodness. Maui, let's you start know, there. I mean, we ain't going to Maui right listen, now. Ooh, nobody's going to Hawaii. Look, listen, um, I'm, a true, I'm a true travel junkie. So for me, 
there is no place that's off limits. Seriously. And I know you're like, she's a travel agent. She's trying to sell. But seriously, I will go anywhere. But I'm going to research it before I go. So it's all about knowing where the heck you're going, mm-hmm. um, being aware of your surroundings, making sure you book uh, your uh, place in a good area, mm-hmm. <laughs> and having a plan, having some money, and making sure everybody knows where the heck you are. Don't go on, don't go out with strangers mm-hmm. or don't talk to strangers. You might end up being pulled away somewhere. Oof. I mean, a lot of the things that you were taught as sure. a, a, a young person by your parents, just be aware and be um, make sure you know what the heck you're you're doing. So you're as doing. a travel agent, I'm sure you've been to a lot of different places. What's your I favorite have. place to go? And I get that question all the time. And it's a double answer for me. So my favorite place in the world that I've been so far, and I have to say that because I haven't been everywhere, but my favorite place so far is Paris, France. Really? Okay. Yes. And some people hate Paris. That's why I said it depends on mm-hmm. who you ask. For me, Paris was a lot of culture, a lot of food. Um, everyone was happy. And I'm a jovial person. So if you get me around a bunch of happy people, I'm happy. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm happy to be around happy people. Um, but I have a, another a place that I want to throw in there for people that believe you are a believer like I am in God. Yes, ma'am. Um, if you go to Santorini, Greece, oh, that's mm, spot. you know that there is a God because there is no way there couldn't be a God for a place to be as gorgeous as that. And you have to physically lay your eyes on that place. You've seen pictures the pictures do it no justice. Oh, wow. Santorini. Santorini. Haven't been there, but that's, my, that's literally, I think we've talked about this. That yes. is my, my you, spot to you go must, to. Like, that's, you must go. That's All right, so, so let me ask a specific question. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, a single young man. <laughs> well, maybe not so young anymore. Where, 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 where would single, I Because to me, when I, when I go like, mm-hmm. on, on vacation, you know, mm-hmm. I, I just don't want to spend a whole lot of money, so I just go up to the damn mountains, and I just mm-hmm. go camp out for a few days. I, ain't nobody up there. Ain't gotcha. nobody up there. I take a gun, make sure no bears or weirdos get me. Wait, as a single young man, you're going to find bears, dude. That's, <laughs> find. That's, that's a good point. Thank you very much. You're going to find up there, bud. Uh, but, you know, for for somebody like that, just where a solo adventurer, where'd you, where would you send me? Adventurer. Okay, see, I'm just going to be real. Most guys that come to me for um, travel planning, they're looking to go where there are a lot of beautiful women. Uh-huh. Las and Vegas. so... No. Caribbean. I, I tell them Rio, Brazil. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but again, Africa. stay on the beaten path there, right? Yeah. Because Please that could get. You. Exactly. It's dangerous everywhere. And we want you Life to come is back dangerous. Yeah, it really, truly, truly is. Every like, breath. Do we? Live yes. on the edge. Do we? <laughs> What's your friend? I just met him. <laughs> Love you, bud. He's a nice guy. He seems to be a nice but guy. Yeah, look, oh, Lord. Go what did I say? I, I missed something. No, you missed it. It was over the top. Oh, man. You listen to the replay. We'll find it. We'll find oh, it on Michelle the replay. Michelle done got me on one. Michelle, yes. your life coach. She was on your coach. side, actually. She was on your good, side. Good, that was good, good, good. I hope yes, so. I hope so. I hope I hadn't you know, burned any bridges. Michelle, your life coach. Where can people find you? They can find me at thevalueofawomancoach.com. Mm. And on my social media, I'm Michelle B. Sutton. Coach Michelle B. Sutton. S-U-T-T-O-N? 
S-U-T-T-O-N, soon to be Brown, B-R-O-W-N. Congratulations. I lost about 250 pounds about two months ago. Hey, let's go. <laughs> All I'm trying to do now is get the right tag on it. Hold on, you lost 250 pounds. I sure did. No, uh, how'd you do it? Is it wait, wait, wait. Is that, is that personal weight or a husband? Was, okay. Or an ex? Ah, Hang on now. Hey. 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 hey, a husband. Hey, a okay. husband. Okay. Uh, see, I didn't pick up okay. on that. Hey, hey, hey. I, that, that number was, because yeah, I was about to say, look at it. I was like, Hang on now. I had to put the old spectacles on my hang on. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, congratulations. Yes. And um, the thing about life coaching is I help people learn their purpose, Mm. getting their purpose, and then take some actionable steps to live in their purpose. So I don't want to take any business away from you, but if Mm -hmm. you had to just give like drop one piece of advice for somebody Mm -hmm. who is in that in that spot where they're, you know, maybe I need somebody to tell me something I need to hear. Yes. What's what's a little little nugget you can you can share. The first thing that I always tell people, everything that you need is already on the inside of you. Mm. The thing oh. that you're searching externally really is already internally in you. You just have to focus on who you are and find your own answers. Because I think a lot of times, and it does happen a lot, that we look, we seek external validation from people right. that we already have our own answers. We just have to mind them. One of the things that my bishop said once that I love and I go by is that God doesn't hide things from you. He always hides things for you. It's yep. for you to Ooh. find them. And so when you seek for what you're looking for, you will find it. And it's always within yourself because God sent you here with everything that you need. It's already inside you. That's beautiful. Mm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. There's some words for wisdom right That's there. That's beautiful. Yeah. There you go. I like that. Yes. What you think, Thank Wilson? Dude, I think this has been a uh, fantastic uh, show it's been here. Awesome. Thank you, yeah, guys. Look, hey, I told you, I'm we, y'all right hey, fly, now. Hey, fly by the seat of the pants. See what happens. We're going to discuss y'all need some to, things. Y'all need to get some microphones. Y'all need to start putting some things together. Yes. Y'all can talk, and and I think that would be a very very good show. Thank you. Um, we concur. Not just not just <laughs> yeah. for females too. There's a lot of men out there who need to listen to some females more in their life. Maybe I'm one of them. I don't know. <laughs> well, look, hey, apparently you need to be a Rio. So, yeah, hey, so you need yes. to take that bit of advice and you know Woo. let me know when you're flying Fly down. Quick down there. Let me know huh? you're, when yeah. you're flying down. See if I can get you know yeah, get you get the wife out of town for a weekend and, Boy, and yeah. we'll go. See if you can get a hall pass. You be in yeah. trouble. Yeah. You be in trouble. I'll be I, well. I'll be beat up no, for sure he when needs I get some home. TDY orders. Excuse me. What you say? Temporary duty, man. Wait, TDs. Oh, okay. TDs. Or some titty white. Some titty white order. Whichever one. Hey, listen. We making way. Over here, baby. <laughs> Whatever, however it works out, I'm just here. Yeah. Okay, I didn't do nothing. Okay, I just got a plane ticket yet. and showed up. It, so. it wasn't me yet. It wasn't me. <laughs> but no, ladies, seriously, Sandra, Michelle, thank you very much for hanging out with us. Actually, yes, it's you're been welcome. Awesome it, was a, time. it was my pleasure. Glad yes. that you guys could be actually, or ladies could be the first uh, ladies on the show with us. Yes. Like it's, it's been. I'm a good sure time. we won't be the last. No, well, hopefully we can kind of get it rolling. But it's yes. good to get a different insight, a, a different perspective on on what's going on with the military. But mm-hmm. Awesome to learn more about. You know what I want to say as well. I want to say yes. something. I, thank you, Michelle. She she came in here. She said you were a marine. I was like, oh, that's the nicest thing anybody ever said. <laughs> you think I could be a marine? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I've been in the gym a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I got Wilson. that flag yeah, back there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he flexing. <Yeah>. Sheesh. <laughs> it's all good. No man, it was it was awesome. It was a great it was a great run. So appreciate y'all showing up. And uh, hanging out with us tonight. Anytime. Anytime. Thank you for uh, having us. Absolutely. So, uh, again, if you guys are listening, come check us out. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. You can check out the website, inebriateddebrief.com. There's some merch kind of flowing out. Bye. Get it. Please. It's it's, it's patriotic 
AF, as they say in this young generation. Mm-hmm. But uh, until until next time, everybody have a good one. All right. Adios. Peace. Peace.